October 30th, 2020, and happy Season 2 premiere of The Mandalorian. Hello everyone, it's me, I'm back. Welcome back to Mandalorian Man, Season 2 is here. Yes, when I last left you I talked about possibly doing um, commentaries and re-watching the episodes, and it turns out I did none of that, but... But I wasn't about to let a new season of The Mandalorian get here and not talk about it. So why don't we get right into it after we hear from today's sponsors. Okay, everybody, are we ready to pretty much talk about the Olafant in the room? Huh? Great, great, right? I have to say I stole that joke from a small, small sitcom with um, Rob Lowe and Fred Savage called The Grinder, which I loved and got canceled after, like, one season, if it made a full season. Anyway, the joke is, of course, Oliphant, Elephant. Uh, Timothy Oliphant was in this episode, but he was not the only guest star in this episode. Why don't we go all the way back to the beginning and talk about season, how this episode started. And here's the cool thing. If you have stuck with me, uh, and if you've listened, um, you know that I'm terrible at recapping episodes, which is really good for a podcast. But I literally just finished this episode. I'm trying to think how, wait a minute, how did it start? I know it was, it was like, wait, where were we? What's going on? Oh, okay. Right. So this episode starts with our leader, the Mando. Um, Str- I know they said his name last year, but I'm never going to say his name unless they say it again. I'm not even going to remember it. Okay, I am a fan of these shows, but I'm not some some sort of Star Wars expert. I know. Oh wait, that is that, isn't that this and this is that? Blah blah blah. Um, so we open up the episode, and Mando is with Child, and they're going through this kind of slummy area with graffiti all over the wall. I swear I saw a C-3PO, uh, or you know, a a um, a painting or a graffiti that reminded me of C-3PO. It could be another. Um, translation bot or whatever kind of droid he is. Anyway, they go into this CD underground fight because they're looking for um, information. They're looking for he's looking for other Mandalorians. They, he he has the child. He wants to get the child back to his own people, and he feels like he needs to get to the Jedi to do that. And he needs to use his underground contacts through the Mandalorian network, and he needs to find other Mandalorians. And they, um, he, this guy has information. This guy knows things. He's like, look, I hear you have information. And of course, this guy tries to double cross him because he wants his armor. And of course, the Mandalorian kills him all. While this is going on, there's a, a, literally a boxing ring. And there's two Gamorrean guards, the pig face men fighting each other, which was just fun to see. 
This was just like a boom, boom, boom fight at the beginning. Nothing really, really important as far as the story is going, except that he string this he strings this guy up. He tries, you know, he kills everybody, and he strings this guy up, uh, and he gets the information from him, and he's like, "I promise, I won't kill you. You won't die by my hand." And then he, while he's leaving, he shoots the light out, and that lets all these monster dogs come up and rip this guy apart. Yeah, another death. Um, but this guy tells him where the, you know, there's a, a Mandalorian's been spotted on Tatooine. Back to Tatooine we go. Um, and what I didn't realize was that this voice at the end credits, I was like, John Leguizamo. Oh, that was John Leguizamo. The voice of the little alien guy. Um, I don't know. I don't think he got in the costume. That's just my guess. So um, our Mandalorian heads back. To Tatooine, he heads right back to Amy Sedaris's uh, junkyard and leaves the um, ship with her. And she's all excited to see uh, Baby Yoda again. Oh, the child! I don't want to call it Baby Yoda. The child. She's all excited to see him. She's like, "Oh, how much do you want from him?" I'm kidding, but no, I'm not kidding. Like she's, she's fun as always. And he's he asks about this town. She's like, "Oh, well, that's kind of you know." He goes, "I never heard of it." He goes, "Well, it's because it's not it's." Not quite there. It used to be here, but it's really not even on the map. It's barely a blip. Um, like raiders, when the Empire left, raiders came in and took all kinds of, you know, um, the the scraps that were left behind. Uh, so he heads out. He's like, can, you know, she she's like, they'll see your ship coming a mile away. He's like, all right, do you have a speeder bike I can use? Yes. Boom. On the speeder bike. Now, the rest of this episode, and really this entire episode, is not storyline driven. Really. It isn't like there's nothing major that happens in the overarching, overarching Mandalorian, the child, um, the, 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 you know, the leftover of the Empire, um, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. His character, Giancarlo Esposito. We don't see anything, no stormtroopers, nothing like that happens. This is just a man needs information and the stranger rides into town. It is that quintessential Western. And I have to say, you know, there are shows that I watch where every episode builds on the next episode, builds on the, on the next episode. <clears throat> and you have to go, wait, that character, oh, wait, that's happening. And it's one long story. There is that element in The Mandalorian, but I love the fact that each episode is its own little thing. It has that episodic feel, and this definitely had that Western feel in this episode where a stranger literally rides into town. Now, it's on a speeder bike and not a horse, but like you have the townsfolks looking at him. They're like, who's this mysterious stranger? And um, he rides into town. He, he, he goes to the bar. Talks to a bartender, and he's like, I hear there's another Mandalorian in town. He goes, I wouldn't know. He goes, what do they look like? He goes, looks like me. He goes, oh, then you mean the Marshal. The title of this episode is The Marshal. And, of course, who walks in but the Marshal himself? Yes, Timothy Oliphant walks in. But wait, we don't know that at first. All we see is a dude walk in with Mandalorian armor and I mean, I'm not crazy, right? 
That was Boba Fett's armor, correct? And then he comes in and it's um, Mandalorian Armando. Looks like he's seen a ghost. Or I guess you can't really tell, but he just kind of freezes and looks at this guy. Now, I don't think he was just looking like, oh my God, it's a Mandalorian. I think he was looking like, ooh, I recognize this armor. The guy comes in, sits down, and then takes his helmet off. And right there, you know, this ain't a Mandalorian. And it's Timothy Oliphant. My God, Timothy Oliphant is playing a marshal. My friends, Timothy Oliphant is famous for playing Marshall Raylan Givens on Justified. A smooth-talking, fast-shooting, cowboy hat-wearing uh, Marshall. And in this, he's a smooth-talking, fast-shooting, Boba Fett armor-wearing Marshall. And I loved it. And I know he said his name, but look at me. I don't remember, and I'm not sure it matters, the name. He comes in, he's like, um, you know, um, Mandalorian's like, where did you get that armor? He's like, uh, I uh, traded for it from some Jawas. He's like, give it to me. Because the Mandalorian way, now, now Mando doesn't care about getting that information. That is out the door. There's no information, there's nothing. The only thing he cares about is getting that armor because it is his heritage's right to take that armor. That's part of their, their just their upbringing. And all the fans like, we're going to do this now. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Raylan Gibbons. And he's like, we're going to do this now, right here, right in front of the child. He's like, he's seen worse. Timothy Oliphant stands up, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be an old-fashioned show. I actually thought he was going to say, you know what, just take it, and he was going to take it off. But instead, this, all, this, all of a sudden, there's this loud rumbling. What the hell is happening? What, what's happening? I thought maybe a, 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 a bad spaceship was coming and landing, but no, it was from beneath. And there was this giant, like, monster underneath the, uh, the sand, and it comes through... And it, it basically comes through and disrupts the town, knocks things over, goes all over the place, just makes hell of the town. It is a crate dragon, I believe is what they called it. Again, I don't know all the mythology of Star, War, of, of Star Wars, and um, I'm sure there's some sort of relevance to that being called the crate dragon, a reference, bones. Maybe there were, wasn't there bones in, in one of the episodes, in like episode four, you know, original Star Wars, wasn't there bones? Great dragon bones in one of these movies. I, I, I know there was. Um, so this thing comes through and uh, makes havoc on the town. It actually gives the Mandalorian a moment not to attack this guy because it turns out this guy is pretty stand up. He um, he's like, listen, this is a major problem. I think we can come to an understanding. Why don't you help me kill the dragon? And I'll give you your armor. Okay? It's a win-win. Win-win situation. We help these people. You get what you want. Mando's like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And, I mean, he didn't say that. So they head off on speeder bikes. And uh, as they're heading into town or heading towards the um, where they need to get to, they run into the uh, sand people. And I forgot to mention that the Tuscans that um, while the Mando was making his way to this hidden town, he stopped in with the Tuscan Raiders, had some talk. He did his little sign language. Like you could see, they, they have a relationship. They trust him. He trusts them. Um, 
but who but the people who don't trust him are the people of his village and Timothy Oliphant. So they're hanging out. They're trying to get information about how to kill this thing. Turns out they want to kill it too, but there's some there's just that normal you know lack of communication that leads to a um, sort of you know um, testosterone led uh, machismo that they start arguing with each other. But um, Mandalorian's like, listen, you need to we need to come together, or we're gonna die alone. I don't know he didn't say that, but he's like he tells Timothy Oliphant, we need this guy, and so they head down to the 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 um, to this cave and he's like it's a abandoned sarlacc pit and timothy elephant's like i've never heard of an abandoned sarlacc pit he goes well you you would have if if you if um you ate the sarlacc or if the sarlacc was eaten this dragon is so big that it ate the sarlacc it popped out it scared him you know it popped out um it ended up you know um eating one of the people and they're like yeah we need to come up with another plan they they bring this thing um, what are those things called? Womp, wampas? Not wampas. Whatever they are. Banthas. Um, they, they kind of bring this, these banthas to the dragon as a, sort of a sacrifice because the longer he, the more he eats, the longer he sleeps. And they prefer he sleeps too because they, um, they don't like this thing. So this thing comes out. It actually eats one of the Tuscans instead of one of the banthas. And they're like, yeah, they need, uh, they need some other plan. So they kind of set up a little model of what they want to do and, at this point, Tim of the Elephant's like, that, that model's too big. They're like, no, no, that's how big it is. He's like, oh, I underestimated. it. He goes, we're going to need more people. And they, and they, they set up more models, and they're like, oh, cool. Where, where are these extra people coming from? He's like, these are your people. So then they have to convince their people that, um, that they need to help in order to uh, take this monster out. It's very, it's very much a very traditional sounding um, Western type story where two groups need to come together to fight the greater evil. The mysterious stranger comes into town to help and bring everyone together. Uh, it's, it's very cut and dry, but it's very satisfying. It's very like, um, I don't know what the word is. It's like, is it malleable or, or um, uh, edible, not edible, but very digestible maybe that I'm like, Oh, this is what they're doing, and I don't care that it's nothing extremely unique. It's just um, in the Star Wars world, it's very satisfying. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. So they they the two groups get together. Now there's a little tension, of course, as they're trying to figure things out, like communication, blah blah blah. They don't trust each other, but they eventually all go to the cave together. They lured this thing out and they planted, they buried a bunch of bombs underneath it. They lure it out. They go to blow it up. Doesn't quite work. This thing starts shooting acid out of its mouth. Starts coming out of the top of the mountain. Starts coming under the sand. They're shooting at it, shooting at it, shooting at it. Um, uh, Mandalorian and Timothy Oliphant fly off in their armor. They start shooting this thing. Patew, patew, patew. Not really working. It comes to the point where there's a bantha that has all this, um, all these explosives strapped to it. And he's like, Lure it, lure it to me, get it, get its attention. He's like, what are you going to do? He goes, you're going to take care of the child. And he knocks Tim- Timothy Oliphant's uh, um, armor so that it takes off. And he's kind of sacrificed. He gets rid of Timothy Oliphant and seemingly sacrifices himself. This dragon swallows him and the bantha whole. He's holding the detonator. He's inside. All of a sudden you hear this roar. The dragon comes out again 
and the Mandalorian used his, um, you know, his electrocuting staff to freak this thing out. It opened its mouth. The Mandalorian flew out and then hit the detonator, flew up the dragon. Big, huge, boom. Very cool special effects, big action, cool set pieces. He saved them. And then um, Timothy Elephant's like, you, you know, you, you, uh, you really did your bargain. What, what was the plan? He goes, or what, what, what? He goes, I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you. So then Timothy Oliphant's character gives the Mandalorian back his armor. He's like, just, you know, let them know that I didn't do this to it. Um, that you did, you caused this, or I didn't do this. You know, when he, I think it's when he smashed it. But um, what, what I thought was interesting is that, uh, you know, Mando said, you know, watch the child or keep, you know, take, you know, take care of the child, sacrificing himself. He sacrificed himself for the, for this, for these people, for this armor. And he was just like, hopefully Timothy Oliphant, who seemed like an, like an upstart fella, um, was going to take care of the child. And it wouldn't have been amazing if like this Mandalorian, it's like the, the Mandalorian. Well, now we have a new guy who was pretending to be a Mandalorian. We have someone who was raised to become a Mandalorian, but he's not of Mandalorian descent. Now we have a guy who's posing as a Mandalorian. Wouldn't have been amazing if our guy died and all of a sudden this was Timothy Oliphant's story with, with, with the child. I guess I have to take you now there, bud. Um, obviously that didn't happen. I do like that we got a, um, the, the little backstory of how he got the armor. Uh, he, it showed that he was in this town and they were there when the Death Star blew up. He's like the second one. It was just so cool giving you the timeline and, and pulling in the movies and it was like, okay, the apparently it was televised on the local news because everyone was watching it like they would watch the Super Bowl or they would watch the news and they're, they're cheering because the Death Star had exploded. And not long after, these mine colonies or mine unions or something came in. They're like, all right, this is up for grabs now. We're going to take this place and we're going to kill all you people. He, um, he heads out. He runs for his life. But he steals one of those white cooler looking things that happen to have some crystals in it. He's walking in the desert. The Jawas pick him up. They realize they have the, he has these crystals. They're not going to steal it from him. They want to trade. They offer him this. They offer him that. They offer him this. Instead, he points and he wants that Mandalorian armor. So the Jawas found the armor that probably wasn't digested, right, um, by, by the Sarlacc. And they took it and then it became this guy and it found its way back to the Mandalorian. So Mando's like, I'm off. Thanks. And he heads off back to where he's coming, going back to his spaceship with no further information as far as the story is concerned, but he does have the Boba Fett armor. He heads off. And while he heads off, we see this guy looking from far away and this guy turns around and boom, it's, um, his name is Tamara Morrison, a, an actor who you may know as the, the 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 man who played Django Fett in the in the prequel trilogy. In fact, he played Django Fett, and he played all the clones. And remember, one of the clones grew up to become Boba Fett. So I know what you're thinking. I know what everyone's thinking. Is that Boba Fett? He doesn't have the armor. But 
He's not dead. That doesn't make any sense to me. This is this guy would be would he be too old to be Django? Fett? No. Okay. So I'm trying to think time wise. Time wise, Django Fett is thirty years before, right before the Death Star. We'll say. So we got because this is um, Django Fett was in was just an attack of the clones, right? He didn't make it to Revenge of the Sith. So then a few years go by, then maybe 20 years uh, more go by, 25 years. So Jango Fett was killed, right, by uh, Mace Windu. See, I know some of these things. So my thinking is I don't want it to be Boba Fett. I want Boba Fett to be dead, okay? No offense. It's just Boba Fett is dead because he fell in a Sarlacc pit and he was eaten. This is a random clone who is out there looking for more of his own. That's my theory. I don't think he's going to play Jango Fett. I looked on Wikipedia. It says he played Jango Fett in the prequel trilogy and in the Mandalorian season two. I don't know. Unless they say that it was a different clone who got his head chopped off. But I remember Boba Fett, little kid Boba Fett, holding Jango Fett's armor in his hand. Wait a second. Boba Fett's armor was Jango Fett's armor, right? But was Jango Fett a Mandalorian? Oh, this is so confusing. Um, yeah, he was. Huh? Me? Right? Me? Ooh. See, I always thought the clone army had, had like, was like a white version of Boba Fett, almost like the Mandalorians. Uh, I don't know all these things. I never watched the Clone Wars cartoon. I never watched any of the cartoons. I feel like I should, though. Those are supposed to be good things. So that's the whole episode was cool to see Timothy Elephant, cool to see Boba Fett armor. But the real thing that we got out of it is who is this mysterious man that looks like he could be Boba Fett. Um, more likely, I'm going to say he's another clone. That's my wish. That's my hope. Unless they have some really good way of, of explaining it. It's like, oh, did you did you did you, you did that? Do, do you have to do that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And you know what though? I trust the Mandalorian. If they have a good way of doing this, I am I'm in on it. Man, that was fun, wasn't it? The Marshal, Chapter Nine. I like that. That it's Chapter Nine. The Marshal. Well, think about it. All the movies were Episode One. Well, no, they really weren't. Okay, right? Because we had. The movie Star Wars came out. Then all of a sudden it was episode four, five, six. Then episode one, two, and three. Then, then I don't think... Oh, no, they do call these episodes seven, eight, and nine. Never mind. I'm thinking... I just remember in the in the movie... I'm just ripping a paper towel. In the movie um, promotion, they never called it episode seven, eight, and nine. But they really did call it episode one, two, and three in the prequel. Because they're really trying to like... I don't know. I think Lucas really liked... His numbers. But yeah, I like how they, they're going chapter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know how many chapters we have. I hope this is another eight chapter season. And I hope there's many more seasons to come. This is the show. This is the reason I watched Disney Plus. To be honest, this is the first time I've watched Disney Plus in some time. It's a great service. And I keep forgetting to go and watch things. But I just haven't, I haven't done it. I'm sure I'm missing out on a bunch. But I'm back. 
I'm back because of the Mandalorian. I'm back to do this podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening and subscribing and sticking with me. The fact that you've 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 kept me in your iPod, uh, little you know, uh, you're not your iPod, but your podcast app. And look, it's me again. Oh, he's back for season two. Very excited. Uh, and I love that these episodes are come out every week because it gives you a week to think about it. You know, I love the, the Netflix model, watch a show and it's all right there. But if I watch season, if I only watch two episodes tonight and then my friend watches three episodes, he's going to be like, Oh, hurry up. Or if you look online, you're going to find that every, everything's out because some people watch the whole season with the Mandalorian. It's the one, one per week. I'm as caught up as all you. I'm as caught up as everybody else. And I can now look and read stuff because nothing can spoil me because it hasn't happened yet. And I'm excited about that. And you can find me on Twitter. You want to talk about Mandalorian? You want to tell me everything I messed up on? You want to uh, you want to give me your theories about who that Django Fett-looking guy was at the end? And Was it Django Fett? Was it Boba Fett? Was it Larry Fett, a guy we haven't met yet? Um, you can find me on Twitter at geek mentality. You can find me on Facebook. The Facebook page is fans, not experts. The website is fans, not slash Mandalorian. And you can always email us at Mandalorian at fans, not Uh, we read emails. If we got emails, we haven't gotten it yet. Um, but we're here. We, and I say we is me because it's only me, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. And I'll be back next week to talk more Mandalorian. Why? Because it is the way. I have spoken. Fans not experts.